Hello, everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Courage Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Love, and today it is my pleasure to have Matt, the founder of Cultivate Elevate, here. And I just cannot believe that it's taken this long for our paths to cross. And really, the only reason I even found out about you, Matt, was because I actually was not feeling well recently, and a friend sent me your page and specifically the longer post about the rebuttal against germ theory. And it just, everything clicked for me because I had already heard a lot about that before, you know, during kind of the COVID drama, but nobody else really explained it in a way that really connected the dots for me until I heard your post. And then I started following you. And then I started just connecting all the dots. And I love that you are not only digging up this stuff that is out there for people, but you're also bringing it in a way that is non dividing. And then you're also not feeding into the fear narrative and you're making it very simple for people to understand concepts and be able to make different choices and even different things in their life to just help clean it up a little bit and not be on this either end of the spectrum. So go ahead and tell everybody about yourself, Matt. Matt from Cultivate Elevate and I'm the the founder of Cultivate Elevate and I created the company to create the company to provide solutions and not fear. And that's one of the biggest things. I mean, we started at first with our first product, which was a lion's mane mushroom to help assist the brain and get the cognition going again. But the biggest thing has been providing all different types of solutions, like you said, on social media for every single thing in which we face. You know, there's so much nonsense that we face on the regular and it gets old. And in 2020, like you were just talking about, it got really old with the whole germ theory and pushing germs or jumping all over. And, you know, you can't go out past eight o'clock because germs yeah. only come out past 8 p.m., yeah. you know, and then you put up all these barriers, but the germs can't go under and above. And, you know, you make all these funny stories up, which are all Rockefeller terms and because the Rockefellers took over the educational system back in the 1900s when they bought out the educational system and the medical system. So, you know, for people to look into this topic, it's important to be aware of who we're learning from and where the information is coming from. Because if we don't know who we're learning from and where the information is coming from, we're just going to repeat it and we're going to stay in this fear mindset. And it's wild because when you get into the abundance mindset, which is the complete opposite, you start to see things in such a different way. You see that we have unlimited water, unlimited food, unlimited energy, you know, all these beautiful things. But if we're programmed to believe that, you know, things are going to get us and germs are jumping all over and you can't leave your house and whatever then think of the society in which you're creating. It's a society that's going against the natural ways. And I've realized that the more we connect with nature and the more we are connected with our natural ways, we instantly heal. And it's, we're all self-regenerating beings. And it's just remarkable. But it all started with, I had a lot of health ailments. And I realized when I went to the professionals, they would always address that I was getting older and it was genetic and never addressing the actual root cause and once I started addressing the root cause, instantaneously, everything was hit, was fixed. So, you know, when we get into these topics, all we have to do is understand we're self-regenerating beings. And if we, if we have a lot of positivity, we also uplift everybody else. But if we have a lot of negativity and fear, what do we do? We bring everybody down and create all this fear and these things. So in my whole thing, there's always solutions and not, I'm not about the fear. Yes. And I have a confession that working in healthcare for almost two decades, I have a very seasoned resume as a nurse. And 
I thought I knew a lot. And, and, and I did in a sense, because it was a lot that pertained to what they needed me to do. But I knew that that wasn't it. And it was so crazy that in the hospital, like having to be being forced to start chemo on somebody on their deathbed, you know, and you're like, why? Because it's all for profits. And it's, and then, you know, all the things that we're doing to people that are just causing more problems. And then you have a pill for a pill for a pill for a pill. And I just was like, I, I don't buy into this and I, I don't like this, but I didn't know why and how, and I didn't realize how much I was keeping myself in this box where I had constant blinders on and it's like, and I, and I couldn't even take them off even if I wanted to, because then I wouldn't be able to do what they told me to do. Then I wouldn't be able to stay in that environment anymore. And since leaving healthcare and also since I had some of my own health problems too, right about the 15 year mark that not only I had been a nurse, but also that I had been on hormonal birth control, which nobody tells you all the things that are associated with it. All of a sudden, everything started going haywire. My hormones were crazy. I started gaining all this weight. I had elevated iron levels. And I went to my primary care doctor who had a quadruple bypass. And he tells me, why do you take these supplements? Less is more. And you look great. And I'm like, but I don't, something's wrong. I don't feel great. So I did my own research and I started just fixing myself. And then I started working with functional medicine. And in, especially the last like two years or so, I have learned more about actual health because I felt like I knew about healthcare, sick care, but not actual health. And now I'm on this, in this place where I'm like, okay, how can we get more people together on this train of empowering each other and ourselves to take our power back in our health, in our environments and start to choose better and start to not live in fear and choose to actually heal yourself and get to the root cause. Well, and I like that you said that because we don't learn any of that. You know, no. when the when the Flexner report came out with the Carnegies and the Rockefellers, they took over the medical system. They outlawed all of anything that's related to natural healing. So over the generations, people have forgotten how it is to heal naturally. They became dependent on these chemicals and this, these surgeries and these radiations and all these cutting people up and doing all this, you know, mysterious stuff because they didn't know how to do any of this stuff. They just started experimenting on people. And if they failed, they still got paid. You know, that's mm -hmm. what's crazy. Like people are still mm -hmm. getting paid even if they fail at what they're doing. So, you know, when you look at the whole Rockefellers and the Carnegies, when they took over everything, they outlawed all of the natural ways and they started defunding anybody who did it the natural way. So if you had a natural school and you were all about the natural way, you were defunded and your school went under. And if you were a midwife, you were defunded as well. You know, so uh, all of the knowledge was slowly lost. And then as each generation of 1910, 1920, 1930, each generation became more and more indoctrinated with using this broken system, you know, that results in all these side effects, all these health ailments, all these problems that people don't even need to experience. Because, for example, if we go out into nature right now, and we collect like some chamomile and we drink some chamomile tea. All we do is heal and regenerate. I'm not poisoned. I don't have a chance of dying. I don't have all these other weird side effects that I don't can't even pronounce, you know, and you just start to heal. And that's the part in which we have to kind of go back into because our natural instinct or the, the natural ability for us to think is also being altered. You know, it's it's you have to take these pokes and you have to take these pills and you have to take this and you have to do this. 
It's very robotic and it's very anti-life because these are anti-life products. You know, the term antibiotic means anti-life. So if you take an anti-life product, how are you going to be healthy? It doesn't make any sense, you know? And so we really have to just kind of look at everything that's right in front of us and how the third leading cause of death in the United States is medical malpractice. You know, every single year, 1 million people just, whoops, we messed up. And if you think about that, how, there's no one, nobody saying anything about that. It's crazy. If one yeah. person died on the street on uh, getting hit by a car, people would be flipping out. But 1 million people die all the time of just error. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. So, you know, it's when you get into this, we have to look into the past. And that's why I'm big into going into the past, looking at the history and seeing what changed. You know, where did we start changing our ways? And why did we start disconnecting with nature? And it kind of started back with the witches, you know, the whole witches time, mm, 1700s yeah. and 1800s, because the witches were very connected to the earth. They would go out to collect <laughs> herbs and heal people for free. Mm -hmm. There was nothing in tune and, and, and tied to that of a, of a money. And so they had to get rid of them. And then each, you know, every 50 years, there was a new person who was connecting to the earth and they would slowly try to remove that. But the beautiful part that's happening in 2023 is with this podcast and so many others is that the information is coming forward and people are over it. You know, and I see this all the time. I, I'm, I'm fed up with the system. I'm fed up with this. I'm fed up with that because people are sick of being sick. And it's just after a while, when you start understanding that everything you're putting into your body, everything that you're drinking, you're eating, your terrain, all of those things are impacting your health. You start to realize that if you get rid of something, you start to heal like this. And there was a great documentary, Fat, Sick, and Nearly Half Dead, where the guy just completely juiced fast. That's all he did was doing juicing. And he got off all of the things that he was prescribed. And he didn't do anything different. He didn't even, he didn't even work out. He actually just drank juice. And it's just remarkable how we are self-regenerating beings and everybody can regenerate. Do you know about um, Dr. Robert Morris? Yes, yes. I freaking love him. And I love his work and that he's been able to show how like detoxifying the body and really resetting it. Like people are literally growing a limb back. Like somebody had a toe amputated and they started growing their toe back, doing wow. all these protocols. And it's, you know, it's herbs and it's, you know, all the things of the earth. And I've had to, I feel like my soul's journey is to experience all the things, right? And I feel like I experienced all these extremes of, you know, in healthcare and then even with the diet stuff, because I am open to trying all the things and just to kind of figure out where, what works for me and what fits for me. And so I've dabbled into different ways of eating, trying to kind of see what feels best for me, what sticks best for me. And I noticed that it's very divisive in that area. And it's so important to use your own discernment and to take, take the fear mongering out of it, because I definitely got sucked into that whole, the whole, um, carnivore versus versus vegan stuff. And it's like, plants are trying to kill us. And it's like, yeah, but like, what about all the other things in the environment? And yes, you can find evidence for whatever you're looking for, right? It's like confirmation bias. And it's like, how about we go to look more in the micro, right? And just really see how, okay, well, why does this exist? What has it done for us throughout history? Because 
that we lived off the earth. We didn't have all these artificial anything throughout history. So it's like, how do we input all these different variations? And there's, there's parts of each realm and each topic that I totally agree with. And it was so hard to exist in one way or the other. And I had to just get to this place for myself where I'm like, okay, balanced. How do I be efficient and balanced and feel my best? And part of feeling your best is thinking the best is thinking that, okay, well, whatever I'm eating, I'm going to eat things that are going to nourish my body in whatever way, shape or form that is, instead of, you know, eating a vegetable being like, oh my gosh, is this going to kill me? Am I going to get kidney stones? Am I going to get all these things? Right. And just having that greater appreciation for this exists for my body to function optimally. And I am giving it the tools that it needs to do what it knows how to do. And it's just was very interesting trying to let go of all these other, all these other stories that are being told about how you need to choose sides. And then it started to bother me that it was so divisive, you know, where it's like, okay, well, can't we exist in all the realms? Like, why do we have to be one way or the other? I like that you said that because I did a video on blood types and how most people don't know their blood type. And there was a book, Eat Right for Your Blood Type. And it talks about how the different blood types- Which can, I read, yeah. yeah digest certain types of foods. And it's interesting because you get like an O blood type, you get a lot of meat and dairy, perfectly fine, a lot of stomach acid. Then you go to an A blood type, they can't do as much meat and dairy, and they usually do a lot of fasting, more plant-based. You know, so like you said, it's really simple to see there can be a lot of division created by one person saying, I eat plants and I'm healthy as can be. Then you have another person, I eat meat, and it's, you know, that's all I can eat. And it's like, yeah, let's look at our makeup too. You know, there are, our blood types can play a role in this. And yes, like you said, I've in my past, I've done every single diet. I've ate every oh single gosh, thing, tried yeah. it all, you know, and just kind of go with what I feel feels best for me. What makes me feel good? And I fast. I do a lot of fasting. I maybe eat once a day. You know, I do a balance of everything depending on what Same. I'm craving. I go with yep. what I'm craving. And I, also I started way more intuitive eating too. And it's, it's weird. Instead of fear mongering where I'm like, oh, I can't have too many carbs. And I like getting these phases where I'm like, you know, white sticky rice is freaking amazing you know, yeah. or smoothies. And the thing is, is that's our body is naturally craving those things. And when we get rid of those cravings and say, I'm not going to have that, then we actually go into depression and we actually worsen our health. So, you know, I, I like I said, I stick to everything organic, cooking from scratch, yeah. you know, making sure that it's the real deal. But, you know, it's important to be aware that you should have balance. And I think that's yes. important, you know, and I tried all different ways and tried even everything that they, you know, always talk about. And it just didn't fit with me, you know, and then mm -hmm. I, I and when I was in the fitness world, I used to eat two pounds of, of lamb a day, you know, and was about 240 pounds or whatever it was. And it just, that didn't fit with me either. So, you know, it just depends on you and your lifestyle. And when it comes to being healthy, you know, I've learned less is more. It actually works out much better. Less is more and quality over quantity. Because mm -hmm. the other thing too is there was a great study where they showed these two mice and one was overfed and one was underfed. And the one that was underfed and fasting lived an additional like 10 years compared to the other mouse. The other mouse was losing its hair and falling apart and having all kinds of health ailments because it was eating too much because the stomach was using so much energy to digest. So, you know, it's important to be aware of how much food when you're consuming something, how much energy goes into it. But like you just said, too, it's also important to realize that cabbage or lettuce never killed anybody. 
you know, so that's the other part. I see a lot of that where it's, this is going to do this. And I, I don't know anybody who's ever passed away from cabbage. That's for sure. You know, so we have to be aware of a lot of things on what we see and what we're being told. And to, like you said, have balance and mix and match. See what works with you and try all different varieties too. Because one person can say, this, these apples, you know, I can't eat apples. They make me sick. Well, what type of apple are they? And where did that apple come from? Because if you maybe ate from this farm over here, you might love apples. And I've had that issue because they coat, you know, they coat the apples with wax and these things. Yeah, the appeal. I was going to say, yeah, and I've bought apples from local farmers who don't do any of that. And I don't have any stomach issues. So it's just you sit there and go, there's so many variables. And it's important to be aware of that. Well, I'm going to go even deeper with that and say, have you assessed all the other areas of your life because your overall health and wellness has to do with everything in your environment. And a lot of people with stomach issues is because there is a lot of guilt and shame that they're holding in their body because each one of our organs has something to do with different emotional bodies. And so many people that can't tolerate, they have a lot of these food um, intolerances is a lot of stuff that they are not dealing with and a lot of stuff they're holding on to. And it's like, okay, well, how are you energetically cleansing your body? How are you physically cleansing your body? And how are you in surrounding yourself, you know, in your daily life? What are you listening to? What are you watching? How is your tech time, you know, and are you out in nature and all the other things where it's kind of like, you can't get so crazy specific. And this is like the, war I want to rage on the fitness industry, because don't get me wrong. I love to lift some weights. I love to be active in all the ways, but it's been very interesting being in Texas. And I was going to an old school bodybuilder gym. And it's like, everyone is obsessed with getting this certain external physique and they're taking all the juices, right. And they're doing all the cycling and they're eating like just massive amounts of food that aren't even good quality. And I'm like, okay. And then the amount of muscle and tissue they want to keep on their body. I'm like, that is not longevity. That doesn't get you longevity. Yes. You might get this temporary look, but it's also not sustainable. And when you have to force yourself to eat, there's that you're going against completely everything for your body just to get this aesthetic look as opposed to how about we focus on how we can feel the best and create a life that has the most longevity in feeling good. <laughs> it's wild that you said that because I closed my gym at 30 and that was why I felt that my longevity, I wasn't going to live past maybe 31 or 32. You know, I mean, I was, I was just beating up my body, you know, yes. um, drinking so much caffeine, taking so much stuff, eating like no other. I mean, I was just destroying my body. And I realized between my rent that I was paying for my gym, which was about 12000 a month, which was nuts. And then it was an old school bodybuilding gym, powerlifting, the whole real deal. I watched people squat a thousand pounds. I've seen every record being broken. I mean, I've seen the energy that, you know, it's just wild to watch. That's for sure. But I also realized that my health was falling apart. And I realized when I came out to Scottsdale and I came out to Arizona a bunch of times, it was just a very different light than how I felt in Chicago. You know, and it just like you said, your your terrain or your your location in which you're living is also dictating your health. You know, for me, it was very cloudy. I like to be outside. I mean, I am addicted to the sun. You know, I just I love the sun. I mean, I've learned so much about it and the energy that comes with it and 
what's here in Arizona. It's just, you're going to wake up. It's 5 a.m. You're up, you know, the sun's up, it's hot, you know, but in Chicago, I would sleep in, I, you know, maybe go out to eat more, not cook as much, you know, all these different things, which really dictate, you know, it's all, like you said, external, which is all impacting you. But, you know, that was, that was pretty much what happened. I mean, I, I visited a bunch of places. I was actually going to move my gym to Vegas and put it by the Olympia where the largest convention takes place and do the biggest gym in Las Vegas. But I kind of sat there and I looked at these places and I thought, what am I doing? This is, I'm not going to be able to, I'm not going to live much longer doing it this way. And so I made a change and I just kind of just said, this is what I need to do. And now I'm here today and I feel the healthiest I've ever been because I made that change and realized that there's, it's about having balance, you know, and it's, I've, I've been injured multiple times and that's not fun either. I couldn't even walk, you know, five feet yeah. because I pulled my back and compressed the discs and had to pop them back together myself to try to actually get up out of the, off the ground. So what I realized was, was like you said, is there's parts of the healthy aspect that we're missing. And when I first mm -hmm. got into fitness, I was all about conditioning sprints, you know, doing all these different things. And then over time, I kind of changed my whole way. And I kind of just like, let everything go. And like you said, you can be in an environment where you think you are being healthy, but it could actually be very unhealthy. And a lot of the gyms now, especially, you know, a lot of things have changed since I had my gym, but a lot of the gyms all have Wi-Fi. They all have all these, you know, horrible lights. There's no sunlight. You know, there's, there's a lot of uh, plastics and polymers and aluminum and all these things, you know, it's all like cheaper materials. So all those things actually impact your health because they're absorbing through your skin. You know, versus if, for example, if we took some dumbbells and went outside and trained outside, you're, it's in a completely different environment and you have all that sun coming down on you and you're absorbing all the beautiful sounds and frequencies and all of these things and colors, you know, so that's another thing. I realized like a lot of these places, I thought, you know, you're like being healthy, but it's like you're selling all these powders with artificial flavors and sweeteners and all kinds of things, which are not good for the health. So then you have all these gut issues and then you have to take a, a gut pill for the gut issue, which then it has to do. And then you're on this whole thing that you're like, how do I get here? I have a whole wall of, of supplements and vitamins, which I don't even understand why I'm taking. And I thought I'm supposed to be healthy, you know, and I'm not bashing the fitness industry because I was in it for a very long time. I helped a lot of people with personal training and trying to really change their lives. And it was remarkable to watch people change, but it really showed me something different being so involved into it to where like you've said where you just see something completely different than what you're kind of getting into you know and also too like you said we, we can't see ourselves from a like a, a third person you know we can't see ourselves if we're swollen if our face and all these things like and all these things we're not paying attention to we can't see any of that and i look back at pictures of what i look like at 30 versus what i look like at 37 and it's just night and day it's completely night and day, you know, and I realize that's because of so many factors of whether it's lifting, whether it's eating, whether it's the people, whether it's energy, whether it's cloudy days, all of those things play a role on our health. Yes. And what I like that you were able to, I feel like it's a process of like, especially for men is overriding ego. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's almost like your ego takes over at a certain point in time when you're building some building something, right? Building some kind of wealth, building some kind of business where you're like, okay, well, you you crave like that power, that status. But then at a certain point in time, you have to listen to what your soul was in alignment for with your soul and being contributing to 
people not having longevity, that's out of it, out of your integrity, right? So you had to get to a place where you had to come to terms with that. And yes, you could have done all that and built all this stuff and had all that status, but then not had the longevity of your life. And what is life without health, right? I mean, everybody that has money, but doesn't have health, all they want is to be able to live another day and to be healthy. But then you have all these people that are, you know, healthy, but then don't have the wealth. And it's like, you can have it all. You just have to decide that you don't have to separate them. And you have to decide about what's more important that you want to actually live. And wealth comes in from there when you're in um, alignment and in integrity with that. No, I completely agree. And that was the thing is I saw that the longevity was not going to be there. You know, if I'm only going to be here for two more years, then <laughs> what, what am I doing? You know, who cares yeah. about the, whatever I build, you know, or I try to build or I'm doing, you know, whatever. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And the thing is, is what I realized, too, with, you know, the fitness industry when I was in it, you know, the rent and all of the costs that come with it just keep increasing. They never go down. You know, so that's the other part that's just crazy is the amount of cost that would go into it. I mean, at, like I said, at one time I was paying $12,000 a month in rent to keep my business mm. open, you know, and it's a lot of money and it's just me. I'm just trying to do it and trying to figure out how I can keep growing. But you get to a point in which your body and your brain cannot handle anything more and things yeah. begin to break down. And like you said, is I, I had to I had to break all that. And one day I just remember I was sitting in Vegas. And I just thought, this isn't going to work anymore. And I remember I came back and I just thought, this is it. And it, it was just, yeah, it was a lot to, a lot to change overnight, especially mm -hmm. doing this for such a long period of time. And then I didn't know what to do with myself. You know, I yeah. went into all these different paths and was trying to figure out what mm -hmm. to do with myself. But, you know, that's the thing is like when you're, when you've been in a certain industry for a long time, it's hard to change, especially yeah. if that industry is also changing. So, you know, so yeah, it was definitely an eye-opening experience. And then it led me to learning all about all the things that I talk about now and just kind of flipping it because during that time was a lot of dark time versus this time now is a lot of light and positivity. Mm -hmm. Yes, I love that. I've actually been really drawn to Ayurvedic medicine and I feel like eventually I'm going to become a practitioner of it and be able to teach more about that because it's just all it's everything's intertwined and everything is connected, which I find really fascinating. And then I would love to have basically my own gym on my own property and then basically invite people to come and just learn all about the systems, learn all about how, you know, fascia and stretching and strength and all the in your nutrition, everything is so intertwined, you know, and have it not just be well, you just come and you lift weights. And then I give you this like really generic diet plan that, you know, calorie counts and stuff, as opposed to what type of body do you have and what do you need based on that and individualize it so much more for people. I like that. And that's how, that's how it should be. You know, people should have workouts that are dedicated towards their body, you know, what they can do. You know, there's so much that goes into all of this and it's important to be aware of that. You know, nothing can be cookie cutter. You can't train no. everybody the same. I mean, I watch mm -hmm. people do all kinds of stuff and everybody had a different body type. You know, some people were really good at this. Some people were really good at that. You know, it all depended on the person. Some people mm -hmm. are conditioned like athletes and you'll, you, you know, they're unstoppable. Some people can move bricks and boulders, you know, and they just, that's, that's what they can do. So, you know, it's important to be aware of that. And I like that because it's a more individual aspect and it just kind of, kind of targets more towards, you know, what their goals are and helping them with those goals. And sometimes that's what's needed rather than just protein, carbs, fats, which I learned mm -hmm. in the SM, NASM, 
and their yep. whole program and then just do, you know, squat, deadlift, bench, and then just keep it that way. And the thing is, is everybody's different and everybody has a different body type. So it's important to be aware of that while, you know, people are trying to go through these goals. Well, and then everything is so connected in terms of your emotional body, your physical body, your spiritual body. And it's like, are you, are you tending the needs of all those systems? Because then we get so focused on, you know, oh, I'm just going to go lift this weight. or I'm just going to go eat like this, as opposed to, are you feeling any of your emotions? Like <laughs> you that. know, are, are you managing your thoughts? Are you aware of how you are talking to yourself? Because our voices and our minds and our hearts are so powerful that you're literally manifesting everything in your life. So do you have awareness of all those things? Well, I like that you said that because the music that you listen to is determining your moods. You know, I used Ooh. to listen to a lot of angry music and just beat my Ooh. body up, you know, all the yeah. time. Now yeah. I can't listen to any of it. It just makes me angry and it gives me a headache, you know? So it's like the, the music also is playing as a spell, you know, or a curse. And it's repeating yes. a lot of this stuff. So it can also be impacting your health. And like now what I'll do is I'll, I don't, I don't even listen to music. I don't even have headphones. I remember the last time I went to the gym, my buddy's like, you don't even have headphones. I'm like, nah, I don't even use them anymore. I just meditate before I come in here or whatever and do some like chanting for about 10, 15 minutes and I'm good to go. And then, you know, I'll, now what I'll do is I'll work out a couple days and then I'll do meditation a couple days and I'll switch between how I feel or do a lot of stretching, like you said, mm -hmm. or do just different things. I, I, I remember, I'll never forget, I walked into the gym and I was like, I'm so bored. Oh, I'm so bored of the gym right now. So I've just been, I've been switching it up and I do a warm stretch yoga class. And then the music there, I have been bringing headphones and putting in meditation tones. Like I've listened to frequencies when I work out. Yeah, because it's, it's very hard to listen to anything else. And oh, I can't do the headbanger stuff. Yeah, it just, it gets you, you know, and I used to listen to it all and whatever, and like Nirvana, and just any, anything, all different things. But I realized when you re-listen to all of the lyrics of those things, it's a whole different world. You know, it's really different when you stop listening to this 440 hertz, that frequency that messes with our minds and the altered key of A. But, you know, when I stopped doing that, that changed a lot. And then I started doing a lot of hiking, a lot of grounding, connecting to nature, you know, going on long hikes, taking my shoes off, laying on the earth, you know, trying mm. to condition myself to because I'll never forget when I first came out here, there was a guy I met who was about 85 years old and he was on the mountain and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling, you know? And he goes, I'm 85 and do nine miles a day. And I go, oh my gosh, I, go, I can barely go up this mountain. And he's like, yeah, I do nine miles every single day. And I was like, I am horribly out of shape, but I go to the gym and I'm there for like, you know, two hours a day or whatever else. And I'm like, I can't do anything. So, you know, I, I, it really changed my perspective. And the more I would go outside and the more I would condition myself outside and the more I would do things with binaural beats and meditations and things like that, the, the more for just going to the gym became boring. It just, I was just like, what are we doing here? You know? And, and I remember the one guy, he's like, you're, you're, you're looking, you're looking good. You're feeling strong. And I'm like, honestly, I'm like, I go, you know, Sam, I'm so bored. You know, I'm, I'm just here. And so I realized that, you know, it just wasn't for me, but it's better, like you said, build your own gym, you know, have your own gym, have your own place so that you can have it the atmosphere that you want it to be, you know, because mm -hmm. like I love a lot of sun. I like a lot of windows. I don't want all these weird lights and I don't want any weird music and things, you know, so for me, it's like I'm going to work with what works best for me. 
And I think that's important too, because a lot of these environments are already set up in these gyms and a lot of them are not conducive to your health. You know, I, I remember I went to one of the big gyms that they have all over the United States and they had like scented products sprayed all over the place. And I walked in, I couldn't even breathe. I, I started like, like, you know, not even be able to breathe. And the guy's like, are you okay? And I'm like, what, what do you have in here? And he's like, oh, we have these candles. And I'm like, but these induce asthma and breathing issues. Why would you have this in, in the gym? And they're like, well, we like that it smells good. And I'm like, sir, I'm not going to be signing up. You know, I'm like, this yes. is going to end the tour. But that's the thing is a lot of these things, like you said, you know, can actually be impacting your health. And it's important to be aware of that. So what would you recommend people do that want to start to just educate themselves more? Like, where do you find this information? You know, and where do you even start? Because I know some people that have are just waking up to just things in the world right now. They feel very overwhelmed of all the information and where where sources do you trust and where do you start with kind of your life stuff? So I guess if you're going to start with something, you know, there's three things I would start with just to make it really simple. There was a documentary called GMOs Revealed, which was 22 hours long. And it's on GMOsRevealed.com. And it pretty much just will change your whole world on our food system. So people are aware of that. The, sec the second one would be The Contagion Myth by Dr. Tom Cowan, so that you can understand that germs are not jumping over. And there's no fear of germs jumping all over and all the nonsense we've been told, because that can play a detrimental role on your health. When somebody starts coughing by you and you think that they're going to get you, you know, under the influence. And then the third one I would say is The Invisible Rainbow by Arthur Fistenberg. So you can understand all of the impacts of electricity, Wi-Fi, frequencies, and all the stuff that's surrounding us, because that can play a detrimental role on the health. And it's just easy to take baby steps. And I always say just take it really simple. You can start with five easy things. You can start switching your food from non-organic to organic. That's the first one. Reason being is because there was a, the last study done in 1992 showed that organic food yields 100 times more nutrients than conventional food that's sprayed with pesticides. And that was the last study done in 1992. And I wonder why, because it was showing how beautiful organic food is. So that is a big one. And people who go from conventional to organic instantaneously feel better. Their brain starts working better. They just feel healthy. You know, there, there's a, less is more and more quality. So that would be the first one. Second one you can start doing is looking into structuring your water or filtering your water, some sort of distiller. You know, you can get an RO system or something to remove the toxins out of your water. You can even get distiller, you know, distilled water from the grocery store, which is for electrical devices, which is what we are, which is funny. You know, so that's another one that's really simple. Getting into understanding your water. Because remember, we're starting with the first two. They're very easy. What you eat and what you drink. That's what determines your health for the most part. There's a great book. You're not sick. You're thirsty. And that's actually mm -hmm. goes into that, you know, because you're dehydrated. That's why you're coughing. So those would be the first two. Next one you can move into is removing Wi-Fi from the house. Very simple to do. You just hardwire all of your devices. You get an Ethernet cord and turn off the Wi-Fi in your router and you just have a direct connection. And this is how the internet used to be connected back in the day. And it's faster, it's more secure, and you don't have to worry about the pinging of the frequencies. And that's what's happening. There's pinging that's happening, which disrupts our health. That would be number three. Number four you could do is going out into nature, barefoot grounding. Nature heals for free. It's easy to do. You just go out there, you could hug a tree and just spend time with nature with no technology. I guarantee if you do 30 days in a row for 30 minutes, you'll be a different person. 
nice and simple. And then as we move to number five and six, we would talk about what we're wearing. You can talk about the clothes that you're wearing, making sure that they're from natural fibers. A lot of the things in the fitness world are all polyesters and polyurethanes and plastics, and those can absorb through the skin and impact the health. So you want to stick to things like linen, wool, cashmere, organic cotton, things like that. And then as we move to the last two, we can move into your light bulbs, being aware of what light bulbs are in your in all of your appliances and these things and in the house. You want to stick to incandescence and halogens because those are natural light bulbs. You have the LEDs, which are constantly bombarding us with blue light radio frequencies, while incandescence and halogens don't do that. And the oldest light bulb on the planet is an incandescent. It's the centennial light bulb. So when they try to tell you you need LEDs, we could have been just using incandescents this whole time. And then the last one is just bringing in different superfoods, you know, different types of things to start pulling things out. You can use things like Shilajot to help pull things out of the system and get things going. You can use things like dragon's blood to help clean up the blood, clean up the skin. And then you can use things like pearl, which can help feed the eyes, the bones, the hair, the skin, the nails, because that's the other part. If we're missing minerals and not addressing the root cause, we can't heal. Because if you are always eating the same apple that only has three minerals, your body will start to break down. But if you start bringing in certain superfoods and certain things to start bringing those nutrients back, you begin to heal like this. And we just had a lady the other day, she sent me a message, her and her son, after using pearl powder, have actually gone to the eye doctor and their prescription has gone down almost a point in the last two and a half months, just using pearl and doing some sun gazing. So simple things, just connecting with nature and feeding the areas that which are in need can begin to heal the body like that. Yeah, I started doing um, going outside in the morning without my contacts or glasses yes. and getting morning sun without contacts or glasses because both of those are impeding the rays, you know, and that's where I have this like weird place where I'm like, okay, well, I don't wear sunglasses but I do have contact lenses and, or, you know, glasses. So it's like trying to get the natural rays as much as I can. And you can ask your eye doctor for UVT contacts or UVT glasses. <laughs> and those are glasses or contacts, which allow the UV spectrum to come through. And they actually might ask you why you're asking, which is funny. I actually <laughs> had a lot of people when they were like, my eye doctor was like, why are they asking me this? And it's because those UV spectrums are very healing. And that's what's interesting. Mm -hmm. when you sit inside, these windows are blocking all the beautiful UV healing frequencies that are meant to go in our eyes. And as we're not exposed to UV, our body actually begins to break down and the eyesight is the first thing that starts to go. And it's interesting because there was a book, Dr. John Ott, Health and Light, where he was talking about the healthiest cultures in the world are exposed to the most UV. So if they're exposed to the most UV, why are we trying to block it? It doesn't make sense. Well, I actually chose to move to Texas partly because the quality of the sun rays here are really good compared to, you know, other places. And I had actually already stopped wearing sunscreen before I came to Texas. And it's so crazy because once I got off all the artificial stuff, because I used to, doesn't matter how much sunscreen I would wear, I would get burned. I would get sunspots. And once I stopped doing all that, literally all the sunspots that I used to have on my forehead completely went away. I mean, I have freckles, but they're a lot less now and I don't ever burn. I mean, if I'm out there 
I have to build my sun palace because obviously Texas sun is like really intense. I'm sure very similar to Arizona sun. And, you know, I'll feel myself getting warm and then I might get a little bit pink, but it's gone the next day. I don't actually burn anymore like I used to with all the crap, you know? And so people think I'm absolutely crazy when we go places and they're, you know, caking on the sunscreen and I'm like, nope, nope, I'm good. And then everybody obsesses about sunscreen on your face. And I'm like, no, I don't wear any sunscreen on my face either. I might wear hats just because I know that my face is more sensitive, but that's it though. You know? And like I said, I don't wear sunglasses either. And they're like, Oh, aren't you worried? I'm like, no, actually, once you stop wearing sunglasses, you realize how much you don't even need them and your eyes aren't so sensitive anymore. Yes. And that's the whole thing is the whole sun, sunglasses and sunscreen only started getting pushed until about the 1960s when people were real healthy. I did a video where I showed all the people of 1960s, they're healthy as can be tip top in shape. You know, everybody's body looks very healthy. You can see that they were all about being healthy. And all of a sudden, sunscreen became very, very popular at that time. And they started pushing it like crazy. And I wonder why, because it's derived from the petroleum or the oil industries, and it has so many different toxins on it. And I tell people all the time, if you go out into the sun and you take this toxic chemical and you place it all over your skin, and then you cook it into your skin, you're cooking it into the largest detox pathway. Everything is coming out of your skin all the time, all your toxins. So if you're blocking that all up, like deodorant does too, then all of a sudden your body is not working in the way it's supposed to work. And what was interesting was they showed a UV camera where people were rubbing the SPF all over their skin. And it looked like they were just taking oil like out of the earth and just placing it all over their skin. And it was blocking all those UV spectrums. And a lot of people always say, well, melanoma, you know, it was caused by the skin issues. Well, the part that's not being told about is there's a great study called Melanoma, Not a Sunshine Story, which talks about how radio frequencies from radios, televisions, and all those devices that they were pumping out at that time was resulting in melanoma occurring in places in which the sun was not shining. Yep. So that's the whole thing is you start to look at your diet, you start to look at what you're eating, you start to look at the frequencies, you start to see all these things and you start to see what's actually impacting your skin and your health rather than what they're telling you, which is the big, beautiful ball that gives life to the earth. You know, if it wasn't for the sun, we wouldn't have any plants, you know, and we wouldn't have anything. So it's like, <laughs> if it's so dangerous, how does everything else exist but us? And it only started in 1962. It didn't start before that. Everybody, everything was fine before that. You know, so yes, I like that you said that and, and we have to be aware of those things. And actually more people I know that have had melanoma spots, they are actually probably border baseline, a little more like acidotic because of the stuff they're on. Like many of the women that I know that have had those spots have been on birth control for forever. Um, just doing other stuff to their body where it's, it's like, well, we get these spots is because we have toxins in our body that are our livers overburdened and it can't get rid of. So it shoves it in a spot on your skin, you know? And it's so crazy because like I had no idea. And of course, when I was on birth control, that's when I got so many more freckles yes. <laughs> and now I'm like, holy crap. Okay. So I've been undoing all that and just not living in fear either of, you know, if something happens, something happens. That's the other thing. It's that it's so crazy that everybody's like, oh, well, you know, try to prevent this and prevent that. It's like, yeah, but how can you be happy and healthy, you know, without the fear mongering, 
but also without being totally reckless and careless that you don't pay attention to anything you're putting in your body. Well, I like that you said that too, because yeah, if you live in fear of everything and you're trying to just lather yourself up and cover yourself up with all these things and live in a bubble, well, then you're going to have just health ailments because of that. It's like when people are rubbing hand sanitizer all over their oh hands my gosh. You know, to get rid of the germs and whatever they're saying, but it's loaded up with all types of petroleum chemicals and it's destroying all the beautiful bacteria that's on your hand, all the good stuff, you know? Well, so not only that but it's going to your liver. And I can't even imagine the massive amounts of people that are going to have liver issues in the next so many years because they were slathering. I mean, your skin is your largest organ and they're slathering themselves with this stuff. I mean, even at the gym, I mean, I'm like, no, I'm like, yeah. germs are good, you know? Yeah. And I loved that video that you made talking about germ theory because working in the hospital for so long, I'm like, okay, so if germs were real and we are all just infecting each other, why did I rarely get sick when I was working 60 plus hours a week face to face with like the sickest of the sickest? I can't tell you how many times I've been exposed to TB, meningitis, all the things. And I've actually never even um, had, a, had a positive PPD test either, you know? So I'm like, why is that that, that case then? So with that whole situation, it's because you don't have an electrical imbalance like the other people are having. And that's a really simple way to put it, because when you think about when you're sick or under the influence, you drink a lot of water and you have a lot of salt. And those are conductive. It's conductive water, which allows your body to start regenerating at the electrical level. Once you establish the correct electrical level again, you're fixed. And this was all shown with the Lancaster study in 1923. When they showed they had all these people, they quarantined them. It was actually a U.S. Navy study, which is funny. And they quarantined all these people and they made them cough and spit and do all these things all over each other. And nobody became ill. And they kind of sat and looked around like, wait a minute, what? You know, something's off here. And what they realized was, was the terrain was dictating their health. What they're eating, what they're drinking, what they're putting on their skin was causing them to go through this purging phase of detoxing toxins. And that's why yourself is not coming down with anything because you're taking care of yourself while other people who are not are purging and trying to get this stuff out of them so they can balance themselves. That's all illness is, is just trying to harmonize the body. And when we look at it, you know, if you're diseased, you're just out of ease. That's it. You're just out of balance. So what are you trying to do to get back into balance? You sleep a lot. You drink a lot of water. You have a lot of soup. You have a lot of salt. And maybe you sit out in the sun. And all of a sudden, you're right back to yourself again. And with all these different ailments and all these different illnesses, you know, you start to look at how they've never identified anything with viruses. They've never shown that any of these things exist. You know, they, they, they've shown it in, in, in pictures to try to get you, you know, scared. But a lot of this stuff has never been proven. You had HIV, which has never been shown to exist. You had the 2020 nonsense, which was just radiation poisoning. You know, you have all these different timelines of, of when technology was rolling out but they were disguising it as germs. You'd have a new radio, you'd have a new television, you'd have a new cell phone. Every person would experience loss of smell, loss of taste, they'd get nauseated, they'd start getting dizzy. Those are all symptoms of radiation poisoning. So you get this whole bait and switch where the germs are jumping all over, but they're not showing you that technology is moving throughout these places which are impacting people's health. And once you bring back the balance, you don't get sick anymore. It's that simple because our body is just trying to always have balance and that's it. And 
I like also what you said about our auras combining and how when we're in this space of love and when we're combining our auras, how much stronger that is. And I've actually been trying to explain to some friends why I feel like, and you can tell me what you think about this, why I feel like all the kids get sick when they go to school. And I'm like, okay, well, think about all this. You're shoving them in rooms to sit there and not be a child, right? To sit down, be quiet, do what they're told. They're out of their home that is away from their safe space, right? So now they're, you know, anxious and, you know, uncomfortable because they're having to sit there. They're under fluorescent lights all day. They're inside. They're with other people and other things that they don't know anything about. And so I'm like, yeah, of course. Then they get compromised because they are taken out of that their safety bubble. You know, they're pulled from their primary caregivers and they're not allowed to be a child. They're having to do what they're told. Yep. And they're being poisoned at their, their lunch, you know, when they give them a lunch full of GMOs and toxins, and then the kids are going to start purging. And once one kid starts purging, it's going to send a frequency to all the other children to start purging. Okay. And if you give all the children the same one of these every single time, a couple of pokes in their arm, I think it's 72 before the age of 18, you know, when you're giving them those, then they have to purge all of that. They have to get that out of their system. That's why a lot of kids have chicken pox. They're just purging all of the toxins to try to get rid of it. And then what's funny is they take all the kids and put them together. So they all purge together. They have a party for it. You know, so when you look at it, if their auras are all meshing, like we were originally talking about, your aura and your energy is going to pick up on everything in the room before you even pick up on your brain and your spinal cord. And this was shown with Infinite Mind with Valerie Hunt in her book, where she was talking about how our aura picks up on everything. It determines our health, too. So if you have a whole bunch of little kids and they're all stacked together, they're all picking up on each other's aura, and then they're all going to purge toxins at the same time. And then it's going to look like an outbreak, as they would say. You know, that's what mm-hmm. we have a crazy outbreak. 22 kids are all purging toxins at the same time and balancing themselves out. And then they try to make it all scary and don't bring your kids and blah, blah, blah. But in reality, the bodies are just the kids are trying to balance everything out. And they're all being served the same food. They're all drinking the same tap water. They're all in the same, you know, Wi-Fi now and all the stuff that they got and the LED lights or fluorescent bulbs. They're all under the same conditions, which is detrimental to their health. And as soon as they go back home, what happens? They, they're fixed. They recover. They get some sleep. Yeah. They, and then they go back again. And then it happens again. And then they're like, oh, you know, and it was interesting, too, because when I got into all of this, the first cases of influenza, as they were originally talking about, were cases of the influence from the stars, that the stars were altering people's health. Now, when you get into 1886 with the rollout of the power lines, there was the first rollout of influenza. As they started putting all these power lines above people's heads, it was disrupting the electrical balance of the people, and they started experiencing all these issues. So if you think of children in a classroom with all of those factors we just said, they're all going to experience the same detox or purging phase at the exact same time. Oh, that's so wild. Okay, so what can... Is there things that people can send their kids to school with that help protect them from that stuff? Because I know there's like like copper bracelets or is there anything like that? Like EMF protection kind of thing? The biggest thing, I mean, that you can be doing with your children is homeschooling them. That's what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. You just blunt about it. 
But the yeah. second part is, you know, barefoot grounding, having your child, so making sure that they're out there, out in nature as much as possible. And then eating an all-organic diet, you know, that can help as well too. But the problem is, is yes, there's many factors, you know, and that's the issue is there's a lot of factors and there's not really many ways to mitigate. They do have some like clothing that, you know, children can wear and things like that. But I don't know if that's been tested or has been shown to do any of that. But the biggest thing is, like I said, is connecting them with nature. Because I, even as children now, they're too connected to phones. They're too connected to technology. You know, when I was eight years old, my grandma would come and get me at like 6 p.m. She said, the sun's going down, you're coming home. And I'd be out till, you know, 6.05, mm-hmm. riding my bike as much as possible and yep. being connected to nature. So I think being connected to nature is one thing that children need. Because like you said, yes. they have a lot of stress and, and anxiousness from all these lights and nonsense that they're learning, that's for sure. So because of that, they need nature. And nature is just calming because it gives you that 7.83 hertz to heal. And that's why it's so important to be connected to that and why I'm just all about that. Because if you take children and put them in nature, you will see how happy they are. And if you take mm-hmm. them and put them in a closed box, you'll see how angry they are. It just goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm really sad for the generations that are growing up with technology raising them, you know, and so many kids now are so addicted to all these games and all the things. And it's just so crazy, even as an aunt of seven nieces and nephews to see how we were raised, which we lived out in the country and we were literally outside all day, every day. Like our parents didn't even know where we were at half the time, you know, we're like lighting fires and riding our bikes and, you know, just, outside all the time. And it was crazy because we didn't have like the healthiest diet, but we were like a tight knit family that we sat down and had family dinners almost every single night. You know, then more family would come over on Sunday and Sunday dinners. And then we did a lot of things together. And it's like, none of us were overweight. And, you know, I did have a bunch of like allergy issues for a long time, but I feel like that was just a lot of other things in the environment. And it's sad to see how many kids are so overweight and have so many issues. And, you know, I'm, I'm part of this uh, page on Facebook called the crunchy housewives. And it's one of the like area group pages. And so many women on there every day are posting about what to do about their kids ADHD. And I don't like to submit to all these diagnosis labels because I'm like, okay, well, how is the environment at home? Because you dictate the nervous system of your child because it's growing and so it's going to adapt to whatever it has to adapt to. And if you're chaotic, you're going to have a chaotic kid. And where are you letting your kid actually be a kid? And so a lot of these parents are like, what meds can I put them on and this and that? And I'm like, let them be outside. Let them do all this other stuff. Like alternative schools, like Wardorf schools are awesome. Like Montessori schools, same thing. They do a lot of outside. They do a lot of activities and they're based on like play and imagination, which are what kids are meant to be thriving in. And a lot of people are like, well, that costs money. And I'm like, yeah, but this is, this is your kid's future. You know, like you are raising this being to be a functional member of society. So you either do the work now with your kid or they end up suffering later and having to undo it all as an adult. Well, and what you just said with that is if you don't take care of your kid's health, how can you complain about it? You know, like you're complaining that your child is having these issues, but you're not wanting to do anything and you're not wanting to spend maybe more than two seconds trying to help your child, you know, and if your kid's maybe having attention or uh, disorder or focus things, 
Maybe they're spending too much time on their technology. Maybe that's too much time on blue lights. You know, maybe the food that they're eating, if they're eating a lot of artificial colors and things like that, or I'm sorry, artificial flavors, or if they're being impacted by artificial colors. You know, I always tell people you can go on your computer and your phone and turn it to black and white mode and the phone gets Mm -hmm. real boring. You can't shop. You can't do anything on it right now. It's all black and white. (laughs) And I just see myself in black and white 24 seven, 365. You know, that's a simple thing that you can do and it doesn't cost any money. And then the Mm -hmm. child will be like, this is boring. I, I need to go do something else. You know, so we need to change our ways and be aware and not just jump to, like you said, a chemical, because a chemical is just going to cause a whole bunch of other issues. And then once you have this imbalance, now you're going to have all these other imbalances. And then you're trying to figure out all those things when you didn't address the root cause where your child maybe needed a sport or maybe just needed some nature and some action in his in his or her life. And like you said, that's what we're meant to do. Like the more you're in nature, it's it's just remarkable. The more you're in nature, the more you just heal and you're just more focused. You're not as cloudy. You can sit and read a book. That's another thing I always talk about because I collect a lot of books and I'm all about books on different topics and things like that. But that's the other thing. We need to read more books and get back mm-hmm. to reading because holding something, the material. Oh, yeah. From the paper, yeah. I like to hold a book. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a big thing, too, because that's what children are supposed to do. You're supposed to learn and then you get them some toys and they start building. And they get creative or maybe they're in fashion and you buy them some materials and they start you know, creating clothes. I don't know, whatever it may be. But there's so much of what we can be doing to help them, our children. And if we don't do it now, I mean, in 10 years from now, if they can't focus now, how are they going to function in society? That's mm-hmm. the part that I you know, always try to talk about is that we got to see if we're doing all this now, what about in 10 years from now? What will, our, what will, the, what will the country look like in 10 years from now? If we're on this trajectory, and I see, which is absolutely beautiful, so many people pulling their kids out of the public education system, so many people homeschooling, so many people learning and doing different things and getting connected and gardening, growing their own food, all these beautiful things. And that's what we need to be a part of, because that's the revolution. The revolution is us going back to, you know, taking back our power on all the things that we can be doing. There's so much. And it's simple. Water, energy, food, all of those things are very easy to get. We just have to know how to get them and tap into that. And that's what I've always been about. But the funny thing is, is if you start showing your kids, like we said, any of these fun topics like Tesla coils or whatever it may be, they will jump into it. They will be excited because it's not just scrolling. And like I always say, what are you scrolling for? What are you finding? You know, if you just keep scrolling for like 30 minutes, what were you looking for originally? Your mind is probably blank just because of the scrolling and the, and the frequencies. But if you just start writing down things and maybe journaling or taking notes or doing stuff on the daily, you'll get all your goals accomplished and you'll be very focused. But if you're just scrolling, you're not going to get there because you don't know what you're searching for in the first place. So same thing with these children. They don't know what they're searching for because their parents are not helping them in that way. And I say that because a lot of things come down to us having to step up to say something is wrong and I need to help them. And what can I do to help? Yeah. I'm interviewing a lady on, oh, tomorrow. Um, her name is Denise Mira and I connected with her son. He is leading this men's movement, which is awesome. That is ungovernable men. 
men that are not controlled by what society says, men that are entrepreneurs, men that support their wives to be able to homeschool and, you know, get a part of these communities where everybody helps each other and really get back to like all the primal ways, basically. And it all started with his mom. She raised five freaking boys that she homeschooled and every single one of them are entrepreneurs and very like free thinkers. So she has written a couple books about just how to, how to harness the leader within your child, that every child has these innate gifts and how to support your child in bringing those to the surface and being able to utilize them in their life and to become that leader of their own life. So then they help lead other people. And I'm excited for that because like I said, she's, you know, written all these books and talked about just how to homeschool because I'm super fascinated by that concept and okay, well, what does that look like? I mean, obviously I don't have any kids, but I want to know these things for when that time in my life comes. So then I am more educated about it and I can do something different than how I was raised and how other people are doing things and be able to create more community too. That's the other thing is we are all so separate and how can we get back to being more connected in person? Because I noticed there's this huge disconnect of vulnerability with online versus in person. And so then that's been part of the thing that I've been trying to do. Like I'm very intentional when I go out in public where I make eye contact with people, I say their name, you know, and I connect with people. And it's interesting that so many people don't like to do that or don't want to do that because they're like, well, I don't care about other people. And I'm like, but it takes 2.5 seconds to show kindness and acknowledge somebody else, you know? Yeah, that's, that's just, just my thought. <laughs> to say that's part of the disconnect that happens and, you know, saying howdy and hello and all the other things that you should be saying to people, you know, and greeting and being, uh, you know, connecting. We have to do that too. And that's all part of it. And I like that that person's writing that book and all about that because that's what we need. We need things like that because that's how it's supposed to be. And that's why even with like all my videos and putting information out there, I just put out little things and I hope that it just pops open a bubble and you see something yep. differently. And then you start thinking, oh, wait a minute, I never thought about it like that. Because that's the other thing. When I was in the schooling system and all of the nonsense that I was being taught, I never saw the other side. Because if yep, I saw same. the other side, they would fail me. You know, they'd be like, oh, you're, you're failed, you know, and whatever. Yeah. So it's like now we have the ability to see other sides and then it causes people, like you said, to instantaneously change. And it's the same thing with learning about how germs are not jumping all over. You can never unsee that germs are not going to get you past 8 p.m. You know, you can never unsee these things. And once you know these things, it just changes your life forever. And it's a beautiful way to live. And same thing with growing your own food, getting your own water. You know, I, you can go into so many on these topics and things like that. But, you know, just getting into that and understanding that everything is abundant and we can all have access to it really changes your whole perception because you're like, wow, you're telling me we're running out? Says who? Says the people who are trying to control my life, you know, and trying to, you know, spend money to try to say that they need to control us. But if we all have our independence and we start doing these things and start taking back our health, taking back all of these things, then all of a sudden you can't control anybody. You can't tell them what to do anymore. And that's the thing is that's a hard society to take over when everybody's yep. healthy and uncontrollable. Well, and it's super wild, though, that the narratives that are being spun versus actually what's actually happen happening. And I love that people like Jordan Peterson have had 
the courage to really speak out against this stuff in the way where he's like, no, we are not overpopulated. No, we are going towards extinction if we can't continue to procreate, which that's another thing that's been happening now is that everybody's getting the thing. And now all of a sudden, all these people can't get pregnant and, you know, testosterone levels are dropping and all these things. And you're just like, okay, well, but yet we're overpopulated. You know, if we were overpopulated, they wouldn't be trying so hard to depopulate us. (laughs) And that's part of the eugenics movement. You know, everybody can look into that of the 1900s, the eugenics movement, how they were trying to get rid of certain people. And that's how they started with giving them a, a couple pokes. You know, it can help to eliminate the people. That's what they were trying to do. But yeah, when you look at all of the stuff, you know, you start to see that if we were really overpopulated and running out of land and all these resources, we would have ran out a long time ago. We would have, ran, we would have actually ran out when that st- story started, you know, like mm-hmm. months later. But we're still going along and there's so much land. I mean, our maps are, are total lies. You know, you look at the, the state of Alaska, it's almost uh, two thirds the, st- the size of the United States. You know, just the state of Alaska alone. And obviously, they don't want to tell anybody that. But, you know, so it's like if we're running out of land, how are these things so large? And then if you look at the size of the United States compared to the size of like Russia, you know, you mm-hmm. like, I think it's like 30 United States in the size of Russia. So then you sit there and go, wait a minute. What? I thought we our our map looks real big, you know, so you're you're being deceived on so many levels. And then even same thing with the weather and them trying to tell us that the weather is changing. It's like, yeah, we have seasons. That's what happens. But then you also have, you know, solar dimming and weather modification plans taking place and things like that, which there's all the Weather Modification Act of 1976 for people to look up and see these things. But that's the thing. They're trying to deceit you in so many ways and they use emotion and fear to pull you in. And it's just wild because I just said about the whole October 4th thing that was just happening the other day, it's a curse. It's a, it's, it's, it's putting you into a curse. That curse didn't work. So now they cue wars and like all these things. And these, it's every single month. There's always some crazy, like something. something. And if we get sucked in and drawn into this craziness, which might not even be happening, then all of a sudden we stop thinking logically. And we stop focusing on our independence because Mm -hmm. we're run in and and pulled into this and so consumed that we stop being focused. And that's what they want. So that's why they have these things every single month. But the more we disconnect, the more we get into nature, the more we focus on our health and taking back all of that, the more it's like, I don't, it's not, I don't know. Like, I just, I just keep going. Like, I got to keep, I got stuff to do. You know, you got plants to take care of this and whatever else. It's a very different way of seeing things. And then none of it is just going to, it just kind of rolls off, you know, and that's, it's important for us to do that because they're constantly trying to pull us in. And there was a great book, 1976, Four Reasons to Throw Away Your Television. And it talked about how one of the only emotions that can be broadcast on television was fear. Anytime they would show nature, people would turn off the television. But if they started pumping fear, they noticed their views went up. So after about the 1970s, they just fear, 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 fear. There's always something. Even if it's not happening, it's happening on the Operation Mockingbird. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the antidote to fear is love. Yes. And how do you get people to not live life is to take them out of their love for life. I mean, think about people that truly love themselves and love life, how full their life is. And it's crazy because during COVID, they're 
you know, oh, taking away all the privileges. And I'm like, that's fine. That's fine. If I don't get to travel right now, that's fine. I'm going to survive because I still have my friends and I still get to do stuff locally. And, you know, I can drive places because I basically refuse to go to any countries that were requiring, you know, vaccine cards and all that jazz. And I'm like, no, I don't want to support your country then, you know, if you want to have this control over people. And I was like, that's fine. I just won't fly anywhere right now. And I'm okay with that, you know? Um, and one of my, somebody now I was talking to him about how we should, how trying to get back to this, like this community aspect where it's like, we have the animals and we have the gardens and we have ways to support each other. They're like, well, the economy doesn't support this and that. And I'm like, but we didn't need all of that before. Yeah. All of a sudden, let's just bring all these things in that are conveniences that nobody actually really needs. It's just made everybody lazy and dependent. So it's like, how can we get to a place of independence? And I actually just did a solo podcast episode last week about the truth about your power. Because if we, if we were not this powerful, they would not be doing the most to try to control us and to try to keep us from not being in our power. You know, it's just so crazy to think of like, like you said, every day it's something new and you're like, really, what is it going to be now? And people send me stuff and I'm like, I'm not surprised and I don't really care. <laughs> so that I don't care what's happening in other countries and other states. It's kind of like, what do I have control of and what can I do? Well, and like it's you nice said, nice to be aware. I was going to say, and, and sorry to cut you off, but you know that's the other thing is like we focus. You can focus on what you can do right now here. Yeah. You know what can I do in this present moment to help? And that's what we can do. And that's what we, you know, what will assist somebody? And who can I help? And how can I help the the family members and loved ones around me? What can I do to help them? You know, that's the other thing is sometimes we will get deterred, and then we will look over here, but we're not helping those who are around us. You know, just yeah. even family members, because it's just it's it's like chaos. So, you know, it's it's really important, like you said, to really be aware and see what you can do. And that's why even with starting with your health, like I was talking about a little bit ago, you know, all of these things are stuff that you can do in your home and you start cleaning up your home. You start cleaning up your terrain and things just work like this because then it spreads to other people. They don't want us focused on doing those things. They want us focused on everything else. And like you said, every single month or something, a couple of months ago, it was aliens and aliens were going to get us, you know, and just all kinds of nonsense. And it's like, they're no aliens. You're just, you guys have the, you have the technology. Victor Schauberger in 1943 created the first flying saucer. The technology has already been there. They're just flying <laughs> it around and then making it look like they're, we're going to get invaded by aliens so that we can band together for some, you know, new world order nonsense or whatever it is. And it's like when you start seeing all of this, you see every play and all the nonsense and you can start seeing through it and kind of focus on your path and what you can do to elevate other people's path. I love that. I love that. And tell me a little bit about your products and then we'll close out. Cool. So we have a whole bunch of different superfoods on our website, cultivateelevate.com. We have dragon's blood, which is a really cool tree sap. It's absolutely very healing for the body. It has one of the highest antioxidant values on the planet of over 3 million. So when you look up the auric value of foods, dragon's blood tops every single one. Uh, you have chaga mushroom, which is about 50,000. You have blueberry, which is about 10,000. And you have dragon's blood, which is 2.8 million. So it's just a remarkable healing one for, for the skin, for the blood, for the brain. 
There's so many studies on dragon's blood, and it's just an ancient tree sap that just heals the body. Similar to when people were using turpentine. You know, everybody was using turpentine at one time. Same exact thing from the pine tree. So, you know, you, we have that beautiful superfood, and then we have pearl powder, which is a great one for carbonated forms of magnesium, selenium, and amino acids. It helps boost glutathione levels, and it also helps to feed the eyes. There's 2% structured water in pearl so that it can help bring back the structured water to the eyes and help heal the eyesight, heal the teeth, heal the bones, the skin. We have so many people, their hair is thicker than ever because of using pearl powder because it's feeding the hair. If we don't feed the hair, it falls apart and it falls off. So pearl can work really well for that. And then we have a, a whole array of mushrooms on there of different types of superfoods and mushrooms. And then our last beautiful product is Shilajat, which provides 84 of 102 minerals for the body. Great for healing the body and high in fulvic acid. Fulvic acid and humic acid is actually a solution to graphene. I actually put up a study about how humic acid is the antidote to graphene. And that video was removed many times, so I've had to remake it and put it up again and whatever else. But Shilajat has humic acid and fulvic acid in there, which is great at pulling toxins out of the body and detoxing all the nonsense that we face. But you can find all these on CultivateElevate.com, and we have all the studies and all the information linked on there. Can you use uh, Shilajet for kids? Yes, you can. So if you have any children, you know, what you can do is you can give them a half a tablet, or you can give them one tablet. Usually if they're over the age of 10, you can give them one tablet. And then if they're under the age of 10, you can give them a half a tablet. And you can just melt it into, you know, a cup of water. And when they go to drink it, you can have them have it with a meal or maybe like a little source of fat so they can get the fat soluble vitamins as well, too. Okay, cool. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Matt. And I can't wait to release this and for everybody to hear all about your wealth of freaking knowledge and to be able to buy some of your supplements, too. Thank you so much. And I will see you guys on the next one. Have a great day.